I love that I can meet new people. I've met some of my closest friends through my early years in direct sales. So it just seemed like a very natural fit to me, tea and parties. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Lane's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better family, better health, better business, and better self. We often think that business is created by an incredible idea. Sometimes that incredible business is started by a discovery. And my guest today, she discovered tea one day when she was on vacation with her husband at a bed and breakfast in Halifax. And she tried this loose leaf cream of Earl Grey tea and she was so blown away by it that she had to bring a truckload of it back to her family and friends. And from that, she created business owners from tea lovers. And in 2012, she went on Dragon's Den with her family and she partnered with Ginger Living and David Chilton. Now today, her business called Seep Tea has millions in annual sales and thousands of consultants across North America. And she was named Canada's number one female entrepreneur by W100. Now today with me at Elaine's Kitchen's table, she is going to share her secrets. So here we go. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to have you, Tanya, here on my podcast. Welcome, Tanya. Hey, thank you. Yay, we made it. <laughs> in a couple of weeks of back and forth, but we finally did it. And, and I'm so excited. And you know, like just just before this live went live and recorded, being recorded, I was telling you, Tanya, that my podcast is all about create better create better so that we could be better and do better, but to create better family and create better health, create better business and create better self. I want to say thank you to who's to you, who's listening right now for joining Tanya and I, and we, we know that it's crazy. I mean, between the both of us, we have six children. Um, Maybe I'm going to say serial entrepreneurs between the both of us. And we get it. We get what it's like to work off our kitchen table. We get what it's like to to stand in the pantry holding the door shut so you could have a conference. We get it. And we get it when, I mean, sometimes we just want to throw in the towel. At least I'm speaking for myself, but I'm thinking that Tanya has been there too, where you just don't even know what you're doing next. Mm-hmm. But Tanya and I are here because we want you to know that you're not alone. You are not going through this by yourself. And if you can see this beautiful woman, because I know some of you are listening in the car or on your hikes that you tell me about. And and I love it, Tanya. People are emailing me and texting me saying, I'm washing my dishes and listening to uh, this podcast. And the fun part is this season, we're actually going to throw in some little snippets on YouTube. So you'll Whoa. see this beautiful Tanya who's sitting across from me, who's like nodding in agreement saying you are not alone in this. <laughs> now, I, I'm very humbled to have Tanya because she is incredible and she doesn't know, but I admire her from afar and always have been a fan. And um, we, 
both have been on Dragon's Den. We have different similarities, and and I'm a huge fan of you, Tanya. Thank you. Um, I want to start and ask, how are you? How is your family doing? Oh, family is good. I mean, let's put things in perspective. It's been a bit of a, you know, what show last five months with the kids being off school. Today was their official last day of school. What? <laughs> what school? <laughs> the last day of of Tanya mommy school. <laughs> Yay. Um, so kids are good. You know, we're finally starting to see, you know, things become a little bit normal in Ontario. You know, Hamilton is back and like, I'm going out for dinner with my husband tonight for our anniversary. It will be our first. Yeah. Dinner. On Instagram. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Our first dinner since I think, well, March. So that I'm looking forward to that. And the kids are able to have their friends over, you know, a couple of friends here and there. So I feel like things are starting to feel a little bit more normal. Uh, I think it's going to take a few years before we get back to real normalcy, but um, we're good. We're good. Yeah. That is awesome. And your kids are, are young. And now where you live, you probably just have elementary school and high school. Or do you have middle school as well? Uh, so just so Layla's my oldest, she's in grade, she'll be going to grade seven. So I guess that's middle school, right? Yeah. So she just came out of, uh, what is it? Middle school, high school and elementary. elementary. Yeah. Two yeah. in elementary, one in middle school. <laughs> fully understand. I think for two years we had three kids in three different schools. No idea who had a field trip. Nope. <laughs> nope. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, what hurt me is, okay, I'm not a huge fan of making school lunches. And so what would throw me off and make me so sad is when I make a lunch and then it's hot lunch day somewhere at one of these three schools. And I'm like, no, <laughs> all that effort. <laughs> all things, right? Small things that, yeah, being a mom. Now, Tanya, I want to know, and I know my listener who's listening right now, would love to hear how you took drinking tea that you discovered at a B&B in a different province in Canada made you think of a business. What happened? So, uh, yeah, it was, it was 14 years ago, and I was in Nova Scotia um, because Adam and I had just had a miscarriage. We were, um, you know, 12 weeks along, and, and things just went, the wrong way and that's what brought us out to Nova Scotia just to kind of get our minds off of things and to start fresh and uh, I discovered this well I I reserved a, a couple of loose leaf tea cream girl gray at the first bed and breakfast we stayed at and uh, I just couldn't believe how good it was and and wow. I was always a tea drinker like but it was tatly with a splash of milk and it was never really a coffee drinker I do have the occasional coffee I do like coffee as well but it but mostly it's been tea and I, I just had never had a cup of tea so good and so I asked him where he got it from and, and he got it from a little shop um on the east coast of of, of um like Mahone Bay of uh in Nova Scotia and I went there and, and it was just like wall-to-wall loose leaf tea the all different blends of teas and I just didn't know about it so I'm like if I don't know about it then nobody knows about this <laughs> so I I brought a whole bunch home and started introducing it to my friends and family and they all loved it too. And I thought, yeah, you know, maybe more people need to 
start drinking loose leaf tea. And, and I knew what the problem was. I knew why people weren't excited about loose leaf tea. And it was because of those darn tea balls, right? That you would overstuff and they would pop out and they would make a mess everywhere. It was just so inconvenient. I would, I would I use that. Is there a better solution? Oh, yeah. You and I need to talk. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole catalog full of solutions. <laughs> so, but I that was my mission. I was like, okay, so I think that that's the barrier to why people aren't drinking loose leaf tea. So I, I, I made it my first mission to find products that would make it extremely easy to make a loose leaf cup of tea. And I did. I found them. And uh, so I started this little business that was really just a hobby at the beginning. Um I would say that I always did from the very beginning have this vision, this dream that it would become a direct selling company in about five years, you know, given how we, how things would roll. But, you know, it just got so busy after six months that I had to actually turn, I had to change it into a direct selling company almost immediately because I was pregnant again. I was doing up to 20 parties a month in just my, my city alone and uh, and so we we incorporated the company, brought on our first consultant in two thousand seven, and away we went. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. How did you choose to make it a direct selling model rather than saying, "Hey, I found these great teas. I'm going to brand it and then sell it to retail." What made you choose one over the other? Uh, well, two very, very big reasons. One was because I was very familiar with drug sales. So at the age of 18, I discovered that you could have these parties in your house. And so I remember my, I think my very first party was maybe a Mary Kay party. And, you know, the lady came, she did our makeup and all of this stuff. And I just loved that experience. And, you know, and for hosting people, I would get like perks, like free products. Of, from that company. And so then I started like, I was like a serial, you know, partier person. I had all of them, Pampered Chef, Mary Kay, Tupperware, all of them, right? I just, I was just having the parties all the time. And then I found a product that I really loved and I started selling for them. And I just, I, I knew I could see how great of an opportunity it was. You make your own hours. Um, you really work as hard as you want. Uh, depending on what kind of income you're looking for. Um, I love that I can meet new people. I've met some of my closest friends through my early years in direct sales. So it just seemed like a very natural fit to me, tea and parties. So that was reason number one. Reason number two was because, you know, when I, when Hadam and I got married, he owned three subway franchises. And, uh, and I, you know, you know, getting into that world with him, retail space is extremely expensive. Like your rent. I was like, I can't afford that. I just want to share this tea. I'm not going to go open up a retail store in, in Hamilton, Ontario. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to go the direct sales model where I can like literally have thousands of people selling my tea and not have to have like a retail shop. So that is, that is the reason why. Uh, great reasons, all of the above. Yes, retail space is is crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, would you have you ever like sold the brand of Typology into a store? Like, no, never. 
And the reason why uh, why we would never do that is because, excuse me, you don't want to undercut your consultants, right? If, if you can, if you're selling in Vancouver and next door to you, there's a store that's selling my tea too. Well, how's that fair to you who's selling the tea, getting a commission when your customers could just go pick it up at a store, right? So you can't do that in drug sales. That's, that's the reason. That's a big no-no. <laughs> yes, that absolutely makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. So if, if the listener's listening right now and she wants to know, well, how, how do I do that? Like, how, what is your top three tips, Tanya, for someone who, so let's see, if someone wants to think that they're starting their business and they don't know what they should do, they have this product and how can, I think people look at you and think, oh, I can never do that. Like, I don't right. know how Tanya does steep tea and symbology and I love this new brand and, 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 it's, and it's not for everybody but for that one mom who's listening would you yeah. say there's three things you need to do in order to know that you can do a direct sales model what would those three strategies so be? so are you talking about like literally starting a company like mine sure. or becoming a symbologist there's two different yeah. types to, I, well, we can touch on both, but let's okay. go with the first one. So someone, let's say they make uh, candy or they right. want to sell clothes that they made. Yeah. And I, I know people who do this, both of those. And, and they're asking, what do they, like, how do they know whether to just do wholesale or to say, you know, I'm going, I've been doing this. Like, even with Easy Days is when I first started and it went straight into retail and people asked me, can you do a home party? I'm like, well, I've never done a home party. And and so I actually, I did it only for six weeks and I had a party once a week for six weeks and then I, I couldn't do it. it. It wasn't for me. But mm-hmm. so that woman who's listening right now, if there was three things they had to think of and then they could do a checklist in their head saying, okay, I, I, this is not for me or, okay, I'm going to try this out. What was well, it's very complicated now more than ever. I mean, when we started direct, when we started this company 14 years ago, uh, people were still having in-home parties, right? People don't do that anymore. Even, even two years ago, we made a, 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 a very conscious, uh, uh, decision to to completely change our company um, into like uh, our sophologists sell mo- mostly I would say 95% of them sell through online their online stores and through social media whereas 14 years ago it was all in-home parties well that those days are gone people don't do that anymore um, and there's so many direct selling companies out there now and it's a very competitive world because you have to have the right comp plan. You have to have the right, um, you know, uh, host program for your host. You have to have the right um, trip incentive for your people. It, it, it is the most complicated um, business model, I would say, out there. That is one thing that Jim and Dave, specifically Dave, always says. He goes, your business is the most complicated business I've ever seen in my life. And he's right because we, we have to market, we have to have incentives every single month, sometimes every single week to get people to sell. Right. So 
if I were to give any advice to people wanting to get into the direct selling space, uh, you you have to have a competitive comp plan, right? You're competing with other companies who are paying 25 to 30% commission on everything that they sell. Like, so we, we pay out 25 to 30% commission on every bag of tea that we sell here. That's a lot. Now include those program and the incentive trip, right? So you have, so I, I think that what I see a lot of direct selling companies doing now, like especially the newer ones, they're going into a, um, like a referral program, you know, like, um, do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, not, it's absolutely. a direct selling, it's a direct sales model, but it's more of a referral program. So they're not inundated with having to have the best comp plan or the best trip or the best post program. They've really simplified it, but we're oh, sort of stuck. Would it be like an ambassador program? Almost? Yes. Like an ambassador program. Okay. Yeah. But I absolutely see that. Yeah, we're kind of different because we're we're still, you know, we've been in this for 14 years. We have people that are accustomed to what we do. We have a host program. We have an incentive program. We have a, it's, it's complicated. So that's one. I would say go into a referral program or an ambassador program. Um, and B, as a cephologist, um, our most savvy cephologists, the ones that are making six-figure incomes, are 100% dedicated to social media. They know social media, like the back of their hand. They invest in their business. They invest in trainers outside of our own trainers. Like that is, if you're looking to make a six-figure income with any direct selling company, you had better understand social media. Yeah. And I love that you said that. And, and they invest back into their business, right? They have to, yeah. That is how growth happens. Yeah. There's that old saying that you have to, you need money to, to make money. Like you have to start by doing that. So that is impressive and incredible. I have to ask, what is your favorite tea? Is it still the Earl Grey? Um, yes. It is. You know what it is? Because it just, it, it just brings me such great memories. I love the taste of it. Um, you know, I make it into all kinds of different crazy cocktails and lattes. What? But I'm really, really digging our, um, we have this new one that came out last catalog called French Chocolate Pouer. Oh my God, it is so good. It's like a chocolate bar. And then you oh, add like goodness. peanut butter froth on top. What? I mean, yeah. So have you ever heard of powdered peanut butter? No. Pow oh my. Yes, I know. I, I, need to, I need to come and eat and drink with you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm like, so now when you, when we're done here, you go in, in onto Amazon and get some powdered peanut butter. Anyways, I, so we have these frothers, milk frothers, and you just add like a teaspoon of powdered peanut butter to the milk and then you froth it. And you have this delicious peanut butter froth for on top of your lattes. So good. Okay, we're gonna do that like right now. Can we pause? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness, that sounds so yeah. good. That sounds so good. I will tell you, I I also love your uh, or great crime. And then you had a flavor uh, a flavor of tea a long, long, long time ago, and I loved it. I loved it so much that I bought like multiple packs of it so that if it and you don't sell it anymore. I think it was called. What how is it? What is it? How you doing? I think it's called how how you doing. Oh, yeah. It was like kind of like yes, pineapple. It was like 
so good. And, and yeah, yeah. I don't sell it anymore because I, I recently checked and I'm like, no, yeah, I still have a gosh, bag. Do you? Oh my gosh. I don't think we've had that one in at least five years. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you that I still have it. <laughs> I know. Well, that's crazy. well I'm, I'm so excited because I, I actually have one of your catalogs and I'm like, okay, a new favorite thing of mine is kombucha. And oh, yeah. that you have a kit. I, and I, I don't know how to make it, but one day offline, I'm either going to have to learn from you or you can send me a link <laughs> and I want to Oh, it's so that. easy. No. You know what? I'll add you to our, we have a kombucha, um, Sipology kombucha page on Facebook and we must get at least 20 new members a day in that kombucha group. It's probably our largest um, community outside of our tea community is that kombucha group. So I'll send you the link to that. You should get in there. Okay, well, then I'll place my order because I have no idea how to make it. But it's a very strange thing. After, during my second pregnancy, I had I couldn't drink milk anymore because the baby did not allow me to. Yeah. And um, But I had a craving for bubbly drinks. Yeah. So And I did not discover kombucha then. But now I, I recently fallen in love with kombucha. And then I was flipping through a catalog, and I could not believe that you actually have a kit to make kombucha so i sign me up i will be on that for sure i i know that people know steep tea and sipology but not everybody knows this beautiful mom and woman behind steep tea and sipology and i i had the opportunity and the honor of hearing you speak recently and you know when i was thinking of create better this podcast and create better family, health, business, self. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to ask Tanya to be on this podcast. And you are so gracious to join me. I would love for us to talk about self-care and yeah. why why is that important? And we women, moms, often we, we put ourselves on the back burner and mm-hmm. which is so wrong in so many ways and we all have heard and know that you know the airplane says put your mask on first so that you could breathe and then you can help put the mask on your children or those beside you but yet when we're not on the plane we don't remember that we just keep going and we keep going and uh and i have fallen into that bad category as well of ignoring self and i would love for you to help open the ears and hearts and minds of our, our wonderful listener right now who's like, you know, I, I don't have time. I have children. I have a small business. I have multiple jobs. I can't. And relaxing might be standing in the shower. And for me, that's that's my thinking spot sometimes. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes fun of me. It's like, why is your shower so long? It's <laughs> my alone time, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. And I come with great ideas in that show. <laughs> I know, right? I know, me too. Um, yeah, I think that it starts with, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about this. And, I, I you know, over the years, I look back and I, I have done a great job of taking care of myself. When Meaning like um, I would go for, you know, massages or, or pedicures or you know, like I would do that self care, but what I realized is that is probably not what uh, what got me into trouble. 
what got me in trouble, and I think what a lot of women deal with is this guilt that we carry around, this um, this this feeling of we don't want to say no to people, even though in our gut we know that we should have said no and we didn't because we don't want to hurt people's feelings or have that confrontation. Um, I think that we've just not done a great job at taking protecting our own emotions, protecting ourselves by saying no or or feeling guilty if I, you know, I if I maybe I'm not the best mom, you know, in my head or um or you know what I mean? Like there's that that I think a lot of women suffer from this, that they just don't put them they, they put everyone before them, their feelings before them. And I've been like that my entire life, my entire life, or as far as back as I can remember to um, when I was eight, I always put everyone before me. Um, you know, even when I wanted to say no, I didn't, and I would do it anyways, and it was uncomfortable. Um, and and that really is what triggered, you know, my hospital say two years ago was, you know, we had an employee here who just bulldozed over me. Um, my husband, you know, almost ruined my marriage. And I, I could see that there was something wrong. I could feel it. There was something just wasn't right, but I didn't have the courage to say anything because, you know, I thought she was right. Everything she said was right because, you know, she had that authoritarian sort of figure. Right. And, uh, but it was all wrong. Like it was all wrong. It almost devastated me personally, my marriage, my business. And, and now I am much stronger for it. Now I can say no more easily. I still struggle a little bit with that, but I can see clearly the warning signs of, of, uh, of a, a situation that could get me into an emotional trouble. Wow. Again. Yeah. You actually had a similar story. I remember listening to you on the mompreneur. Um, uh, we remember when we had we were doing the revolution her uh, the conference, and you had a story of how you trusted somebody overseas, right, to take your products. Oh, absolutely. And and, and you probably had that gut feeling that something wasn't right, but you did it anyways. Yeah. Right. It's and you know and it's hard like and. And it's funny, Tanya, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm like, yes, fully, fully understand. And I always yeah. joke, like, actually, just recently, I, I maybe I shouldn't label myself, but like, I call myself a recovering people pleaser. And because, yes, right, people pleaser. Right? And, and it's not like you stop wanting to say yes or be there for people. And, and even though your gut's saying, don't do it, don't, they're using you or they're taking advantage. Yeah. So, I say I'm a recovering people pleaser because it's always there, but I have to consciously stop myself and and make a smart choice to yes. not to, to say no, thank you. And you know, yeah. saying no, don't say thank you, don't say sorry, just say no. And I still can't just say no. I, I still throw in a little clause of thank you for that opportunity. I know. I can't. And you know, and this one man at this conference who was the keynote, he challenged me. He goes, I want you to say no three times to anybody today. And you just say no, nothing else. Don't say sorry. Don't explain it. And I struggled. Like someone would say, "Hey, can I, uh, 
can you follow me on Instagram? And I, I had to say, no. <laughs> like, who says that? Yeah, that I does not me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so sorry, he's making me say no. And, and, <laughs> yes, like, if I could put it on a t-shirt, like, I have to say no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, right, then I could say no, and then I just point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh I, my god see we both suffer from the same thing and we're recovering so, we're recovering yeah. and we're we're not alone i would say a lot of us out there there are a lot of us out there and that's where we get in trouble so that is what i what what i actually classify as taking care of yourself now yeah you can go i meditate and i and i write in my journal and i do um a lot of of the work that i learned at the hospital um but more importantly it is it is taking it is apps it is saying no it is saying when i don't feel like something is right i'm gonna say no and that's that's a hard thing to do and you it know is. It's it, not is. Easy. it is and, right? and you know one of yeah like over my last two years too i've learned some big lessons and uh and one of those well Two, what I want to mention is, you know, I've learned to put my time and energy where my heart is. That yeah. it's okay to say no, that we want to live a life by design and not by default. And and not being led by everybody else who carries our life. It should be us making those choices, right? And yeah. um, actually, it was a book that I, I was, my first book I read during stroke rehab when I had my stroke. It's called Essentialism incredible book if tanya if you have time i highly recommend it and actually that's where i got that quote from to live a life by design and not by default so that yeah. less is better and and just to have that control so that you can spend time doing what is most important yeah the the, the things that you want to be remembered for that and you know and, and now when i speak on stages i i share about how it's important to master the art of single tasking. I'm not saying all the time, and multitasking is so glorified that in social media you see women juggling diapers and and laptops and a baby. Don't drop the baby though. <laughs> so, right. but but learning to single task. And so when I had this stroke and I lost the left side, I couldn't do things I normally did, and it was so embarrassing. I cried all the time, and. <laughs> but um yeah just like our kids they won't remember the times we multitasked right but they will remember no, no. the times we single test and did one-on-one -on -one things with them and you yeah. know and it is is those moments that we we want to live for because those are the 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 special moments that life is made out of and yeah so, you know, when I was listening to you, you had me in tears too, honey. <laughs> and, you know, like if, if you're you with this wonderful person who's listening right now, whether you're a mom or not a mom, a man or a woman, you need to take care of yourself. In fact, right now I challenge you, I challenge you to say no. Yeah. Just say no to the next person who asks you something. Say no. You can say no, thank you. <laughs> but but say, say no. And and be so proud of yourself. You know, they will respect you. 
Yeah. They will respect you. And if they don't, you don't want to work with them or, or they need to respect you. And, yeah. and it's a huge learning lesson. And I think Tanya, you and I, it's a work in progress, right? It's not like we yeah. automatically say no. It is no. still tough. <laughs> yeah. But can I ask, like you have such an incredible story. How did you know when you needed to ask for help? Because that's another one, right? We can't say no, we don't know how to ask for help. Oh, um, well, you know what, in like that, when I, so yeah, two years ago, I was just not, uh, like I was not in good place at all. I was not even like same person. I was, I was just doing bad things. You know, I was having really bad thoughts and, uh, I was just not present at all. And, and to the point where my body had just kind of shut down really. So I had to ask for help. It was either I was going to go down tubes or I was going to get better. And, and I, I just wanted to get better um, for my family and my husband. Right. And uh, I remember the first week that I was in the hospital, Kate Spade and, uh, and what's a, Anthony Bourdain committed suicide, like literally in the same day, two gone in that one day. And I had only been in the hospital for three days. And I was like, wow. Now that was, a, yeah, uh, that was an eye opener for me. And I thought, okay, well, I'm where I need to be right now. And thank God I didn't, I didn't fall into that trap. Right. Because I always say now silence is a trap. You know, if you are not talking about your issues, if you are that deep in trouble and you're not talking about it, like they clearly didn't, right? They, they did not seek the help that they probably needed. Um, you know, that, that's what's going to happen, right? And we're going to see a lot more of that, unfortunately, right now, especially with COVID and the anxiety and, and the stress that people are under it. It's just, it's, it is going to be a pandemic all on its own. Mental health is going to be a very, very big issue. It already is. Um, and it's going to get worse. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, my, my heart goes out to people who are not already in, not only already in isolation, but it's, it's, it just amplifies that isolation if that individual is already feeling so deeply alone yeah hopeless and and alone and you know maybe losing their house maybe losing their job their business like there's a lot going on in the world that is going to be really hard to get through but I think that what people need to understand because I was there two years ago like I almost lost my business I almost lost my husband um you there is I'm proof that there is another side to it, right? It's hard. It was hard for two years. I won't lie. I mean, we had to really work hard to get this business back up and running. We had to work hard at, um, you know, building that trust again between Adam and I. And it wasn't easy, but it can be done. And I asked for help. And I, I was, you know, I have a therapist that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, yeah, so there's, it's not hopeless it will get better. It's going to be painful, but it will get better. The alternative is 
you know, you're, you're not here, that's not a really great alternative, right? So, no. Yeah. No. I just want to hug you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want to hug you too. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I, there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but I know that this podcast is supposed to be short and sweet for our wonderful, awesome listener. And, you know, I, I want to like, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Dragon's Den, I want to talk to you about, you know, parenting, so many things. And I mean, I would be honored to have you again and we could just like have real tea together because I was so yeah. looking forward to having tea with you. And I know. And I'm so grateful for you. Like, if you Are have, you going to come to Toronto anytime soon, do you think? I was uh, supposed to be there in March. Well, uh, yeah. And um, I still have, like, I have, like, four plane tickets that I could not get money back for <laughs> COVID because I was supposed to fly to all these different places. So, yes, I come out to Toronto, to Ontario often. So I will let you know. <laughs> and then you can teach me how to make come. Well, when you do, we'll definitely, yeah, when, we, when you do come this way, we'll get together. And it doesn't matter when. It could be a year from now. It could be six months from now. Who cares? <laughs> I just realized we're both wearing jean jackets. <laughs> oh God, I live in my jean jacket. I love it. <laughs> I I'm just so grateful for you because you know today, like Tonya is amazing. Like she is a giver. You are a giver, and and she she is so busy. She has so much going on. This is how crazy we both are. Today is her wedding anniversary, and here she is talking to me. Today is also my my son's grade eight graduation, which is right after this podcast. Nice, fun, <laughs> and, and and we were we we're both. I think she might be in her office. I just ran yeah. back home to this home office from the warehouse because we love to 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 lift up other women, and and I just feel so blessed to know you, Tanya, and I can't wait to know you better, and and I. I'm just seeing this seed of friendship just blooming. And I want to ask, so yeah, I'd like to let you go. Yep. Um, four things. Okay, so if you could think in your mind, very quick answers to these. I'm going to ask you for one word of advice, a tip, for each of those four subjects to create better family, create better okay. health, create better business, and create better self. Okay, these are deep. But fast, so it's like just off the top of your head because why oh, not? <laughs> oh, I will try. Okay, uh, so I feel the same answer, question, so. right? So I was like, "What's your favorite tea? What's your favorite color?" Nah, <laughs> you can add that at the end if you must. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay, number one, yeah. just off the top of your head for a create better family. Uh. Take less time or uh, put your phone away when you get home from work. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm applauding. Can't see. That is a toughie, but so true. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I heard someone, I can't remember who you're telling me, and she was telling me a story of the five year old coming home, her daughter, and her daughter said, I was like, just excited to tell about her school day, right? And saying, oh, I did this and I played that and then I made, I painted today. And then she just said, mommy. And her mom's like scrolling on her phone. She's like, mm-hmm, I'm just nodding. And, and she's like, mommy. And then she grabbed her mommy's face and said, mommy, listen to me with all of your face. So true. Yeah. So true. Love that tip. Thank you. 
Okay, create better health. Um, just say no. <laughs> oh, just say no. Trust your gut. Trust your gut, and just say no. Trust your gut, absolutely. And you know, and and Jim Trilling always says that, right? Go with your gut, with yeah. your heart, with your people, and not uh, your brain with money. And and I I failed at that one. Uh, um, a distributor opportunity in France. My gut said, don't yeah. do it, don't do it, don't do it. But my heart's like, oh my goodness, he's sending me email pictures of his four-year-old son. And, you know, I've sent chocolate to his son and I think he has a son. <laughs> and my gut said, don't do it. And then I did it anyways. And it was a very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tip number three for create better business um surround yourself with really great people um that's not always easy either but you you'll find them you'll weed out the bad ones and you'll you'll end up with the, the good ones but i would say uh one of my philosophies is hire slow fire fast right you've probably heard that one and sometimes i haven't done that and that's bit me hard in the butt <laughs> so hire slow fire fast Love, love that one. Hire slow, fire fast, right? Yeah. 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 I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one. How do we, Miss Tanya, create better self? How do we create better self? Uh, that's a, that's a, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean by create better self? I guess maybe aside from saying no, that's a really good one, but that's really great for health. Create better self. Whatever you interpret that to be. I'm not gonna guide you to to any direction. You might have stopped me on this one because that sounds very similar to how to create a better uh, what was the other one? Health. <laughs> health. Health, yeah. Um how to create a better self. Just be, you know what? Be a good person. Be kind. Yes. Right. Be, em be em kind. empathetic. Right. Um, I just find that. Yeah. Be kind. Stop being so negative all the time. I hate people that are negative. Like it's just it's and especially right now people are so unkind. You know, yelling at people at grocery stores if they didn't go the right way on the on the arrows or you know um, you know judging people for things that they believe in and not believe in. Like it's just. Yeah, just just be kind. That's kind. Right. Be kind. Oh my goodness, I love you even more. Aw. <laughs> when I, I used to be an elementary school teacher, and I'd say in the beginning of the school year, if I teach you nothing at all but to be kind this year, I'll be so happy. Yeah. There's just enough. There's enough mean people out there, and it takes a really, really, really strong person to be kind. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to not be kind. Totally. We all have our moments where we're probably not the most kind, but we're a kind person. But, but in general, if you're just, if you have that philosophy in your mind that um, just always think about what this, what might be happening to that person that you're talking to that you want to be unkind to, <laughs> maybe they're having a bad day or you don't know what's happening in their life, right? You don't know their circumstances. So. Oh, that's so true. Everybody has a story, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, when I was a 
a school teacher and such an honor. I loved being a school teacher and I'd fall in love with my class every year. And, you know, and the tough ones, the tough kids, whether they weren't in my class or they were in my class, they had a lot of baggage. They had a lot going on. And, you know, my heart would just go out to them. Like the, the tougher that child was and the meaner they were, my heart just felt so full for them because I'm not saying it's an excuse to misbehave or hurt somebody. You should never hurt right. somebody. But there's something going on. There's something going on. Yeah. Sure. Aw. Right? It's just like you see someone in a ranch. You just want to go up and hug them. You can't hug them now, but. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you are amazing, and Tanya, I'm just so grateful for you. If people wanted to find you and contact you, where would they go? Well, I'm all over social media, so you can follow me on Instagram at Tanya Deshan. You can follow me on Facebook at Tanya Deshan, LinkedIn, Tanya Deshan. Um, you can go to our website, sophology.com, if you want to order tea and products. So, yeah, lots of way to find. I, I am a very easy person to find, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I will have all of that in our show notes. And uh, so the Jane knew is we're going to have a little snippet on YouTube as well. And so I will, I will actually uh, let you know, Tanya, when that comes all available. And I'm just so honored and so grateful for your time. Happy anniversary. Thank you. And Thank you. huge hugs to you. I cannot wait to make kombucha with you. Yes. And I'm just like, what is this powdered peanut butter? Hello. Can I yeah. lick it like off the pack? <laughs> oh my gosh. Put it in your smoothies. Like it's so good. And it's lower in calories than a, than real, like than regular tea, uh, peanut butter. It's so versatile. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. If there was one tea from Sipology that you were telling people that they should try and hello, I just learned that you don't just drink tea. You could like put it like it as an iced tea with like, yeah. like soda water and make this awesome cocktail Oh my goodness, I cannot wait. So what is that one tea that we should all go and order right now? Oh gosh, that's a hard one. Oh man. Um, well, because we're heading into the summer, I would say that order um, my one of my favorite fruit teas is papaya sangria and just ice it. Make it into an iced tea. Iced tea is so easy. And and you know, we have all over Facebook, all of our all of our social media, you can easily Google how to make iced tea from us. It's so easy. Like within 10 minutes, you have an amazing picture of fresh, delicious, unsweetened iced tea. If you want to sweeten it, you can, but it's up to you. It's um, yum and yum. Like I, you had me when I saw you pour like so, uh, soda water or something into the tea. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I need to have that right now. Oh, so thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. You are wonderful, and I'm so grateful for you. And our listener, I'm so grateful for you. And Tanya and I are so excited that you were able to join us at my kitchen table to have this talk. And I, I know that I learned something from Tanya. Way too many things that, and plus, I'm really thirsty now. But. <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you join us at Elaine's Kitchen Table again. So bye for now, and we'll talk to you. Bye. Bye.